Sinners, welcome to the Zopium Den, House of the Anti-Fuddy Day Bible Study. <laughs> CJ and I welcome you right on. Get yeah. your behind in here. Let's get our study yeah. on. <laughs> okay, so today we've got um, Romans 11, and uh, let us see what the good Lord is going to reveal to us today. Matter of fact, let's wrap with the high priest and king real quick before class starts out. Let's uh let's get on in here and, and uh and uh you know to the Lord, our high priest and king, to the Holy Spirit, our counselor, and uh we we welcome you and we look forward to what it is that you're gonna reveal to us. We're excited about your word. Uh you never disappoint. Uh you just throw down the profundity and um and we love it and we wanna be able to take it and do what is a blessing to you with it. Yes. You know, we want to radiate your word, make it gravitational, make it res uh, resonate with folks and uh, do what we can to, uh, you know, inspire folks to seek you. And, uh, you know, we, we pray uh, for for all those who, who are apart from you that uh, that they'll receive your peace and truth. Your yes. And, uh, you know, Lord, we know, we understand that it takes strength, you know, to pray for those who are against you. We know that, uh, you know, this nation is full of people who are against you. But you say to pray for our enemies, Lord. And this, when we pray for our enemies, that's a, that's a real show of strength to be able to do that because it, it is hard. Uh, but that's a real test of strength. And uh, we're not praying for them to be rewarded. We're not praying even for your mercy upon them. Uh, what we're praying for them is to receive you. Yes. We're praying for them to wake up because you even say, uh, I do not delight in the destruction of the wicked. I want them to see the light and live. And we want, you know, we want them to see that just you know just as uh just as you do and uh and if they don't lord then you know your justice is perfect and um you know we have no reservations about how that'll, how that'll go down um it saddens us that people will choose to be apart from you uh but if that's what they choose you know it is what it is yes. um but we know that we have a responsibility to report uh the good news and uh you know we can only pray that they'll receive it and if not you know because it can't just be all about, you know, praying, you know, just just for Trump. You know, if we're really prayerful people and we really love you, you know, we got to pray for we might be able to lighten Trump's load a little bit. If we pray for the people who are against him, maybe they maybe just maybe they might have a change of heart, True. you know, and, and the obstacles coming might be mitigated a little bit. Yes. You know, we won't know until we try and you're worth and you're worth praying to for it. It's worth the effort. So Lord, we, we, we rely on you for a heart for that, Father, for, for uh, you know, to be that salt and light in our nation, help preserve this Republic for as long as we can uh, for, um, for your designs, for your purposes. You know, may we be a, a useful uh, population for you yes, Lord. and uh, a blessing to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes, yes name. Name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's dig in. Let's get that scripture shovel, right? <laughs> get our dig on. Okay, 
Um, Romans 11. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be. For I too am an Israelite. This is Paul talking, right? Yeah. Okay. So he says, I too am an Israelite. And don't you forget it. From the tribe of Benjamin. Uh, like Benjamin. Hey, you Benjamin? Right on, man. I've been practicing, dude. I've been getting good, man. All right, anyway. Uh, God has not rejected his people whom he knew beforehand. And do you not know that the scripture says, what the scripture says about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Adonai, they have killed your prophets. They have destroyed your altars. I alone am left and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So in the same way, also at this present time, there has come to be a remnant according to God's gracious choice. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's back up. Interesting thing about uh, Saul. Saul is a contemporary. Uh, well, not contemporary, but he's he's a uh, um, he comes after Yeshua just a little while, you know, after Yeshua, before Yeshua makes his appearance to him. Right. And um, Saul is a persecutor of Christians. Yeah. And, and, but Yeshua says, Hey, why are you persecuting me? Now, who is Yeshua? Yeshua is the son of David, right? We're talking about the throne of David. And Yeshua says, why are you persecuting me? The same way that Saul was persecuting David. Saul, also a Benjaminite. You don't, you don't think that's just a little too coincidental, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm telling y'all that the Old Testament paints who Jesus is. So you had Saul back then. Saul is a Benjaminite, Benjaminite and he's persecuting David. Yep. He tries to kill David. Yeah, David just rocking out on the, on, on the harp and stuff like that. And Saul <laughs> tries to chuck a spear at him, right? So, and then you have Saul who becomes Paul doing the same thing, trying to kill Chris, and, and he's trying to kill Jesus. Jesus is like, hey, why are you persecuting me? So coincidence? Ah. So now, and it goes into um, the rejection. This, you guys, as you can see, this speaks against any sort of uh, replacement theology. Yeah. Right? Just speaking Amen. against that. And um, I mean, because come on, y'all. If, if God was going to reject Israel, um, he wouldn't have came to Paul. <laughs> you know, what's the point of coming to Paul if he's going to reject Israel? Right. Mm -hmm. So Paul is is put is is now is now commissioned to go and report this news. Now, the thing is, y'all, um, this is also demonstrated in, in Yeshua. If God was going to reject Israel, as Paul tells you, be it never be. That's that's not that's not the point here. Yeah. It isn't about God rejecting Israel. The problem is Israel's rejection of God in the person of Yeshua. Mm -hmm. That's yes. the problem. Now, here's the thing, y'all. God ain't gonna reject Israel, it don't matter if it comes down to the last person. If you're one person left in Israel, you are the nation of Israel. And yeah. God is still not going to reject you. Mm. It's about the rejection of God. But even in the rejection of God, God is not going to reject Israel. That is demonstrated in things like Yeshua himself. Yeshua alone, when it really comes down to it, y'all, I'm gonna step on some toes, uh -oh. right? 
when it really comes down to it, Yeshua alone really is the nation of Israel. Why? Because Israel is a nation that is supposed to be the keepers of the law. That's what qualifies them. Yes. Right? God was with them. He dwelt with them. He dwelt. They, they were they were in the indwelling of the law. That's what kept their nation together. Right. Well, Yeshua was the one, only one who actually kept it Yeah. all the way down to the ordinance of the offering, which he became himself. Amen. Down to the nitty gritty. Yeshua is the keeper of the full law. Yeah. So he alone is worthy to be the nation of Israel, the kingdom, right? He is the kingdom. The kingdom is in your midst. That's what the word is saying, right? It don't matter where you are. If Yeshua ain't there, it ain't really heaven. That's right. It ain't the new Jerusalem. If he ain't there because he is it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So now Yeshua to redeem Israel because of Yeshua, Israel is able to, because Yeshua is the resurrection, right? Yeshua is the one who gives new life. Yeshua is the one who brings the dead back to life. And it's because of the atoning work of Yeshua, Israel was itself able to come back to life as a nation. Mm, yes, that's good. Yeshua did that. Yeah. If it wasn't for, that's why, remember when we were talking about the tabernacle, y'all? Them supernatural clasps? Yeah. Right? It's the supernatural work of God that has kept Israel to be able to come back together. It's that work, it was, and it was foretold when, Ye- when Yeshua comes to do that work on the cross, you think, really, come on now, come on, come on, my Hebrew brothers and sisters, you think y'all could have done that on your own? You know it, and you know it, I mean, you guys know, you know that it was God that kept y'all together. That's that's not that's not so much of an admission on your part, you know, you celebrate in that. Yeah. The part that you're missing is because of the atoning work of Yeshua, mm. right? His work to bring the dead back to life. Yeah. Is the reason why that has happened, right? That's awesome. So, when you talk about um, and let's see, let me look at my notes really quick. Also with Abraham, you can see that with Abraham, um, Abraham having that uh, that you know little discussion with God. Uh, God, uh, uh, give me a break, man. Uh, uh, if it, if it ple- if it please the court, uh, if if you can find fifty people. That's what I was thinking of. Right. Yeah. If, if when you he was can, pleading with the Lord. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> if you can find fifty people, right? Nice number to start off with, by right. the way, because fifty that's that's a uh, that's your number of um, debts paid. Oh, yeah. Right. That's a jubilee number. Yeah. So he's going to start off with that one. He's going to bring it back down. He's going to bring it on down to 10. Nice number because these are the commandments filled. Right. If you could find, you know, if you could find 10 people, how about 10 people? So, you know, even even God's like, look, man, even if even if you can find 10. And this is the same attitude that God has about Israel, man, if it it comes down to one. And it did. It came down to Yeshua. And because Yeshua was willing to take the rejection of God, that people think that God is rejecting Israel. No, Yeshua took that rejection. Yeah. So Israel didn't have to be rejected. For sure. So all yeah. of us wouldn't have to be rejected. That's what it comes down to. So, um, and, and God says, he lets us know that he knew all this beforehand. Okay, he told us beforehand. So this ain't, what Israel has done ain't like some big shocker. It ain't some big shocker to God that Israel's going to do what they're going to do. You you read the Old Testament, it's 
over and over again, rejection of God, over and over yeah. again, rejection of God. Right. So it's not like a big surprise. And God is like, oh, I'm shocked. I reject you now. No, no. You know, God's going to pour out his judgments and stuff like that. But still, he's going to keep to his his promise. Right. So let's see. We'd better hope he does or else he won't have to keep to his promises to us. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, um, and that's that's what it takes, y'all. It's like, um, you know, God, this is no break of covenant. This is not, not God, God not being inconsistent. There's there's a covenant here, yeah. you know, and we're supposed to do our part. And it's been proven, it's been shown that we don't live up to our end of the bargain, True. right? So God paid the debt, right? Man, that's a super nice guy. Yes. All right, so let's see. The nicest. <laughs> the, the nicest. Um, let's see. And moving on. Six. Let's see, six. Well, let me, let me um, still kind of going through here real quick. All right, so, and also talking about, um, when we're talking about, what uh, Saul is referring to. See, he's he he gives this quote and he's making a reference, right? He's citing scripture and where he's coming from with this right here, when he's talking about um, Elijah pleading, uh, how he pleads with God against Israel, Adonai. They've killed your prophets. They've destroyed your altars. I alone am left and they're seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept from myself 7,000 men who have not bowed to the knee of Baal. So in the same way, also at the present time, there has come to be a remnant according to God's gracious choice. So what Saul is referring to is going back to 1 Kings 9, 10. And it says, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the Lord of hosts. He replied, but the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I am the only one left and they are seeking my life. All right. And then he says it again. I have been very zealous. He says the same thing for uh, 1910 and 1914. And the thing is, when God answers him, God shows up and he does something kind of weird. It says that. God passed in front of him, right? God passed, passed in front of him and answered him. And what the, and it seems like the answer is in these events that take place. Because while Elijah is standing there and while God passes by and for, before him, a mighty wind comes in and strikes the mountain. There's fire and, and, and this, this destruction, right? Yeah. And each and these, each of these destruct, uh, destructive events, it says that God was not in the wind. God was not, yeah. he's not in these things. Okay, and what that's telling y'all is God will be there while these things are happening. He's in command of it all, but just because he's in he's overseeing it doesn't mean he's doing it. These it's like God will basically let these destructive forces have their way for a reason. Not without not without warrant. Cuz just not to sound mean, but it's kind of like we got it coming. Yeah. Right? So God's like I'm going to have to let this happen. And one, uh, you guys had it coming, but for my purposes and basically even to save you, I'm going to have to let this stuff happen. All right. So it'll say that God is not in the wind. He wasn't in the fire, but he was there. And there's a reason for that. Right. So this is reflect. This is what Paul is uh, invoking. He's bringing those things up. And um, so 
let's see really quick. Um, and he's talking about um, these people who are going to take a knee to Baal. And, and, and y'all, Baal, when we're talking about lords, that was happening back then. They messed up back then. And it was the same thing when Yeshua came to town. You know, when they're talking about we got no other king but Caesar. Yeah. Right. And they were and, and, and uh, they were uh, under Roman rule, you know, and being governed by Greece and stuff like that. Y'all, that's taking a knee to Baal. That's true. Yeah. Right. And we see it today, man. America's in trouble as these people still to this day are taking a knee to Baal. Like sure. even with yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement. When you got people out there, you got people taking a knee during the uh, the national anthem. Yeah. Right. Taking a knee to their self-righteousness. And it says not only uh, uh, taking a uh, take a knee to Baal, but kissed the kissed Baal. You got people out there thinking that they're 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 seeking redemption and they're seeking salvation as they're kissing the feet of Black Lives Matter. <sighs> oh, yeah. You don't see it. Oh, thank you. We're, we're here today, y'all. Oh, Same thing going down right now. Um. So let's see. So these are the things that um, uh, that Paul is reflecting on. And also, um, Paul uses words like, uh, let's see. Oh, hold on. We won't we won't jump into there just yet. Let's see. Let me let me go ahead and read on a little bit. Let me read from six. Um, but by the grace of God, it no longer it is no longer by works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? What Israel is seeking, it is not obtained. But the elect obtained it, and the rest were hardened, just as, as it is written. God gave them a, a spirit of stupor, duh, eyes not to see and ears not to hear until this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block, and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so they do not see and bend their back continually. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about these characters that, that are in there, y'all. I want to look at these. Um, we're talking about Elijah. Elijah, his name basically means um, God is God. Right. Or Yah is God. That's oh, okay. that's Elijah's name. Huh. So we're looking at these figures who are there that uh, that Paul is referring to. And um, so we got Elijah and he's going to anoint a successor. Now, check this out. Elijah, meaning God is God. And it, it, it also kind of means um, he exists. God exists. Right. Elijah is going to anoint Elisha, his successor. Y'all see the picture in there? I'll tell you why. Because Elijah means Yah is God. So we're talking about God, the, the, the father, right? God, the father is going to anoint Elisha. And Elisha means the same thing as Joshua, which is the same thing as Yeshua. They all mean the same wow. thing. God saves. So you got Elijah who's going to elite to uh anoint his successor Elisha which means the same thing as Jesus. Jesus is basically our English way of saying in the Greek lesu and which is this which is the Greek variation of the Hebrew Yeshua. 
And Yeshua means the same thing in the variations of his name, like Joshua, Elishua. It's, it's how you pronounce it, Elishua, right? But Elisha, it's the same thing. It means God saves or the salvation of God, nice. right? Wow. So you got Paul who's referring back to these things because these are things that took place when he's quoting this. This is what was going on on that mountain, right? Yeah. So Elisha, and he's also commissioned to go anoint Jehu. And Jehu is, is the son of Nimshi. Jehu, uh, son of Nimshi, which also is where we get the word Masha because it means to draw from oh. where Moses got yeah. his name, right? And Yeshua, once again, is the, is the ultimate successor of Moses. Right, yeah. Right? So we got, um, let me back up a little bit. Let me see it. All right, so just like Elijah, Yah is God. That's what that means. Jehu is like the same thing. Jehu meaning the Lord is he, right? Mm. Also meaning he exists. And he's the son of Nimshi, variation of the name Masha. So we get, we get, it's like God is like telling, he's like, look, man, can you see how I'm just all wrapped up in right. this, in this whole thing? So Paul is hearkening back to that. And what did Paul even, uh, when he's talking, I'm sorry, when Paul is referring to this event that uh, that's going on with Elijah, what did Elijah tell, I mean, what did God tell Elijah to do? God told Elijah to go back to Damascus. I need you to go back to Damascus and you're gonna anoint Hazael to be king over Aram, which is Syria, right? So now here's the deal. Elijah is told to go to Damascus and he's going to anoint Hazael and Hazael means to have a vision, right? That's what Hazael means. You're going to go anoint, you're going to go to Damascus and anoint Hazael because Hazael means to have a vision. Where was Paul sent to? Paul was sent to Damascus. Yes. And he was given a vision. Yep. And then Ananias was, was brought to him because Ananias had a vision. And the job of Ananias was to report to Paul that your sight has been restored. Right? Come on, man. It's coincidence. It's so cool. You know, it's like all these things, they just fall into place, man. You ain't got to do no gymnastics here. Right. All you got to do is read the meanings of their names. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, those names, they open up like a DNA code and they tell you, they give you the picture of what God is doing. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's, it's all, it's in their names, man. Um, so let's see. It's amazing how the Old Testament and the New Testament tell one story of right. Yeshua. Right, you can just see the, the, the breath of God just, you know, yeah. just breathing it in and out, right? Just telling you yeah. who he is. That's, and like I said, y'all, that's what, it, that's what it's about, y'all. That's what you're reading the Bible for, to find out who Yeshua is. Yes. Right, because he is the law. When you learn the law, Lord, you learn, you, you learn about who Yeshua is, that's how you learn how to act right. Amen. Right. The Bible will tell you it's like, yes, yeah, a book of uh, a reproof and instruction. And so like, of course it is. Yes. But according to what? Mm -hmm. According to yes, anybody can learn some rules. Right. You know, people can learn how to act right. You know, mm -hmm. don't steal. No, sure. Sure. That don't mean nothing to God. If you if, if you don't understand that Yeshua himself is the law. Right. Right. That's what it comes down to. So the, the, the word is about learning about who Yeshua is, because when you learn who Yeshua is, you learn the law. If you don't, if you reject the law, then God's like, okay, well, I'm not going to make you stay here. 
you know, yeah, but good luck. Exactly. Because <laughs> the other place that you that you're opting to go, that's the only other place there is to go. Yeah. Ain't nobody else can make anything else, man. Yeah, the lawless right? place. Right. God says even heaven and earth will pass away. My word stays forever. Yep. And if you want to remain forever, you'll remain in my word. Amen. If you're gonna be outside of that, man, it's gonna be some serious weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. All right. So you know you don't you don't want to don't. Don't challenge God on that, y'all. Mm -hmm. You know, let's be humble, y'all, and, and and understand that He is our High Priest and King, and He's worthy, um, yes. you know, to to call King and be in His service. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, let's take it from now. When we're talking about, uh, we're here at uh, eight. God gave them over, uh, gave them a spirit of stupor. It's like, man, we don't, God, we don't need help being stupid, okay? Right. <laughs> the Lord tells us to love us, love, love him with all our heart, mind and strength. So God expects us to be intelligent. All right. Yeah. You got to filter that through him. Yes. All right. Don't get so prideful in your own intelligence that, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm too smart for me. You don't want to be too smart for your own good. <laughs> um, but God is going to send a stupor. Why? Why? Why, God? Why would you send a stupor? Because God is it's his nature to give you over to your desires. Mm, true. Right. Yep. God's like, you want to play stupid? Fine, go ahead. Now, if you want, if you want to be in my my graces, okay. And 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 I understand, y'all. It seems like when you're trying to serve God and you're Christian, it can be a lonely life. It could be, uh, you know, not not loneliness because when you got God, you're not exactly lonely. But even God acknowledges a degree of loneliness. He says it's not good for man to be alone. You know, we're we're social creatures, right? Uh, but and and he and he does, uh, you know. Um, have a, an environment of fellowship that he wants us to be in. Yeah. But, you know, to be a Christian, it can be difficult. You know, there's difficulty, you know, with going uh, being a Christian. The world is going to be against you as it was against him yes. in the beginning. Right. So the Lord understands that, y'all. Um, and he's but he's going. But he if you're going to try to be against him, God will be like, OK, let me help you with that. If you're going to be against me, at least do it the right way. <laughs> you know? But if you're going to be for me, hey, your treasures are being stored up in heaven. And if you really believe in me, you'll, you'll, you'll wait on that. Right. You know, so, um, so God is going to send this spirit of stupor. And, and when we're talking about a spirit, a spirit of stupor, y'all, it's, um, basically those who took woke for, for granted. You thought she was all woke and stuff like that. And it's like, no, no. And, um, stupor, and, and since this is being given over in the Greek right here, remember, Paul is still, he's still quoting, right, from the yeah. Old Testament. So you're going to, you got to reflect on it in the Hebrew, right, where these, where these words are really coming from. So, but when we, but, but let's first examine it in the Greek. When we talk about um, God sends a, a spirit of stupor, the word stupor in the Greek is going to be uh, katanuxis. And uh, of course, sounds like catatonic. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's where we're getting these words from. And so it's like, once again, like, God, why would you spin it? But we understand it's like, look, man, you, you want to act like it? It's, it's, uh, what's that? What's that saying? That parents say, be quiet before I give you something to cry about. Right. Yeah. That's how God is. It's like, oh, you, okay. I'll give, I'll give you something to be stupid with. You want to act stupid? Okay, let's play stupid. Uh, so he'll send that spirit, y'all. Um, and, but when we look at it in the Hebrew, uh, the word is going to be tardema. And it's coming from the word Radam. And when it's talking about this kind of stupor, in this sense, it's talking about basically like a trance. It's all it's it's not only a trance, y'all, 
it's it's talking about somebody giving over to death. Basically, God is is telling them that they're the walking dead. Oh my goodness. Right? Because if you ain't in Christ, that's what you are. Yes, absolutely. If you're apart from God, right? Even before Christ came to see them, remember y'all, Torah has always been here. Christ has always been here. That's who Moses was talking to the whole time. Yep. Right? That's who Abel was talking to. That's who that's who uh uh Jacob was talking to. That's who yeah. Abraham was talking to. When they could see God, right? And they're talking to him. That's Yeshua that they're talking to. Yeah. Yeshua pre-incarnate. He's always been here. Preach it. Right? So and this right here, but and so if you're going to be apart from that and you're going to resist that, you the walking dead. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's what Paul is talking about. If you're going to be in this state of in the Greek uh, catanusis or in the Hebrew, a, a state of Tadharma, you the walking dead. Yeah. All right. So um, and then it goes on to say, and David says, let their table become a snare and a trap a stumbling block and a retribution to them. All right. So if we're talking now, he's going, he's going to quote David and David is, is saying the table. Remember what we talked about y'all in the tabernacle, all these articles, they point to Yeshua, yeah. right? That's why the tabernacle is called the tent of meeting. It's to prepare you to meet Yeshua. It was prepared them. So they would know the Messiah yeah. when he showed up. Right. And for us today, we're supposed to read these things so we can recognize who Yeshua is instead of making up our, our own ideas of who mm -hmm. Yeshua is. This, the book is still necessary for us today. It's not some art, art, outdated, archaic book. You need it to know who Yeshua is. Don't we have a lot of people out there trying to make up their own ideas of Jesus? Absolutely. Right. Yep. When the commandments say, don't take my name in vain. You're supposed to square these things up that Yeshua did and the things that he said, the miracles that he did, everything. And then what the disciples have to say about him, all that has yeah. to square up with what you read about in the Old Testament. It has to paint that picture all the way down to the table. Yes, yes. The table, the candles, the, the, the anointing oils, the pans, the, the tongs, all that stuff. Yeah. It has to point to Yeshua. He's all in there. You break the words down and you see him. Right. Awesome. So even that table that David is talking about when David says made their table become a snare and it'd be a retribution and a trap. Y'all, when we look at the word table in, in the Hebrew, the word is shalakan and it comes from the word shalak, shalak. Right. Once again, forgive me if my Hebrew is bad. And the word means that remember, this is David saying this. Right. He's drawing on this word. He's invoking this word table. It's the same word that was used when the tent of meeting was put together. But when he's talking about this, y'all, he says uh, he draws on a table and this means meaning to send to send away. Strange. Right. We're talking about a table. And Yeshua's letting you know that he is that table. Yeah. Right. But the word breaks down to mean to send away or to be forsaken. <laughs> Right. Did not David say, why are you forsaken me? Did not Yeshua hang on the cross and say, God, why are you forsaking me? Yes. Right. This forsaken. King of the Jews that they didn't want this forsaken prophet, this forsaken priest, this forsaken rabbi. Right. They rejected him. And he is their stumbling block. He is their snare. He is their retribution, yes. right? 
If you're going to reject, because when you come to the table, Yeshua's got an offer for you, right? And you rejected him at his table. You rejected the table, right? The table, y'all, this, this remedial thing, this thing that we look at every day has been forsaken, y'all. The table is supposed to be a place where we come to agree, yeah. a place where we come to fellowship. It ain't Yeshua all about that. Yeah. We're looking to drink that new wine with him, y'all. You know, we want to be able to gather at the table and fellowship and gather and, and, and fellowship and, and, and agree, you know, but that's been forsaken, y'all. We look at the table every day and a lot of people don't even know what that means. And Yeshua made sure that he, he did. He did his part. He did his due diligence to make sure that you're supposed to see him in it. Right. That's why he says right here, the table is going to be a snare to you because the problem is, is now because of the rejection of Yeshua. That's going to mean that's that's right. There is God's really got issues with you now. OK, you rejected my son. I got issues with you. He's going to be a snare and he's going to be the retribution. That's what that's what it says. This is David. May their table become a snare. Yeshua's theirs. He said, this is my body. It's for you. This is my blood. It's for you. I'm offering myself to you for your salvation. Right. What does David say? May their table become a snare and may it be a retribution and a trap. Right. They all the time, they think that they was trying, they, they was trying to uh, trap Jesus. Yeah. Jesus like, no, I get you. You don't. And, and I'm only trapping my enemies. Right. I'll trap you. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing because they're supposed to be, he's, they're supposed to be the one that they say you want to, the thing is you want to be in Jesus trap. You want to yeah. be ensnared by him. Yes. But they chose the wrong way. It shows, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to trap things to save them. Very true. You know what I'm saying? That's not a strange concept, y'all. Huh. Trapping something to save it. Right. Yeshua knows how to do that. Sometimes we got these, you know, these, uh, you know, I know you got these animal rights activists out there and they go out and they trap cats and stuff like that and declaw them and, and you know, or not declaw, I'm sorry, they don't declaw them. They, uh, you know, they neuter them and all that sort of stuff and then put these diseased cats back out on the street. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. It's like, that's not the right way to trap and, and try to uh, and try to save something. OK, it causes a bunch of, you know, causes problems. Um, but, you know, that uh, bless their heart. They think they're doing a good thing. Um but Yeshua is the one who actually knows how to trap and save, yeah. right? Or, you know, you could be on the wrong side of that trap, you know? Yeah. So David has let y'all know early on, early on, you know, how this is going to go down. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Yeshua is that table, you know, and Yeshua is the retribution. All right. I think we get, uh, I think we get the point. Um, let's see. Uh what else we got here? All right, let's read on a little bit. Um, let's see. 11. Let's take it from 11. All right, thank you. And I say then, they did not stumble so as to fail, did they? May it never be. But by their false step, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. Now remember, y'all. God uses our knuckleheaded self, and He's He's still going to use that. Like I said, He doesn't. It's not like just like on that mountain with Elijah. God did. It's uh, God passed in front of him. These things happen, but it says that God wasn't in it, right? Yeah. So even these destructions that come, it's like, yeah, I didn't do that. I'm here, but I I know what to do with it though. Yeah, exactly. Right. I I didn't want I didn't want it to go down like this, but you know, it is what it is, and. 
you leave it to me to fix it. Ultimately, my redeeming work will come through in this, right? Um, so let's see. Um, take it from 12. Now, if their transgression leads to riches for the world and their loss, riches for the Gentiles, then how much more the full, their fullness? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles insofar as I am an emissary to the Gentiles. I spotlight my ministry. If somehow I might provoke to jealousy my own flesh and blood and save one of them. And so, I'm sorry, and save some of them. For if their rejection leads to the reconciliation of the world, that will their accept what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the if the first fruit is holy, <clears throat> so is the whole batch of dough. Goody goody. <laughs> and if the root is holy, so are its branches. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, being a wild olive, were grafted in among them and became a partaker of the root of the olive tree with its riches, with this richness, do not boast against the branches. Right. For those who are thinking that there's this replacement theology yeah. and you're boasting that you're chosen. over No, no, don't boast in that. Yeah. Paul is telling you, Good don't word. boast in that. All right. Uh, but if you do boast, it is not you who support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. True enough. They were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. All right. So you got to You got to uh, keep it squared up, y'all. You can't, um, you know, you can't assume that you've got this all handled on your own. You got to stick to what the word of God says. Um, let's see. Now check this out. Don't assume. Now when it's talking about these, um, this, this natural grafting or what's natural is, and what isn't unnatural. Let me also, uh, include this really quick. Um, where it says, take it from 24. Now, if you were cut off, if you were cut out of that, which by nature is a wild olive tree and grafted con contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? All right. So we're talking about those who are not part of this tree and are going to be grafted in. So this is letting you know, y'all, we don't replace the Jews. Mm -hmm. We're grafted in with them. Amen. God does not reject Israel. He does not replace Israel. Now you got Israel that keeps trying to replace God. That's very true. They do that over and over again. Yep. They've rejected God, especially in the person of Yeshua. All right. Now they call on God now, which is, which is, which is great. That's good. But it ain't enough unless you're calling on blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Y'all, it's, it's the word says, man, you have to find out the hard way before you yep. come, before you come to that conclusion. Right. That it's been, it was talking about Yeshua the whole time. Yeah. Right. But you can now you got this this natural root. All right. But we in our, we're not naturally part of this tree, but we can be. But that doesn't mean, y'all, that we can act in unnatural ways, because once you once you're grafted into this tree, you got to behave. In a fashion that's natural to this tree. True. You can't come into it because it'll tell you that, you, yo, you can be grafted out. Right? Mm. You, can be, you can be cut off. 
You got to come yeah. in. And so, so imagine like when we talk about like uh, immigration, illegal immigration. Yeah. You got to come. You're going to be grafted into this tree according to the laws. What is it? What is the law to be in this tree? The law is to understand that Yeshua is the law. Yes. <laughs> right. It's not about following the law of a religion. Right. The law is you study who the Lord is. Yeah. You learn the law as him and you follow that. And that's what keeps you grafted into this tree. You can't follow that cut off. So you can't be coming in and say, oh, oh, well, you know, I'm grafted in and Jesus accepts me for who I am and I can do all these things. And it's not really a sin if you want to have this unnatural behavior and you want to do these unnatural things and you want to do these things that don't square up with the word, with the word of God. But you want to try to say that these things aren't sin or you want to try to say that God forgives you for all these things and it's all good. God be like, no, 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 no. I don't know you. Right. Yeah. Get out of my tree. <laughs> Get out of my tree. Right. So um, let's we just got to set the record straight right there, man. You know, it's like God has conditions, man. Like, I, I, be, be, be trying to promote God like this. He's this all accepting God that has has his unconditional love and stuff like that. That's not true. God has conditions and he's worked. He's worth it to make them. That's right. God make it because his conditions are perfect. Right. He's worthy of that. <laughs> so, OK, now let's uh, let's get into uh, chapter twenty five. For I do not want you, brothers and sisters, to be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own eyes. Don't do it. Don't be trying to be a know-it-all on your own accord. Don't do that. Um, that a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer shall come out of Zion. He shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins okay oh man Lord help me on this one this is this um hopefully I can do this justice in, in trying to you know repeat what the Lord gave me okay now Paul he says this a little bit different Paul why are you switching around words man you know we already got a problem with people thinking that the Bible contradicts himself <laughs> contradicts itself and all that sort of stuff why are you gonna switch things up like that Paul because here it says the deliverer shall come out of Zion and when he's quoting that um I'm hoping that I can find where I was uh let's see he's I think I believe he's talking about yeah yeah Paul is citing scripture from Isaiah 59 20 and 59 20 says the redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who turn from transgression declares the Lord okay so Paul man you, you get your story straight man if you're gonna you, you're supposed to be the expert here right you know it says that in Isaiah 59 20 the redeemer will come to Zion and you're saying that the, that the redeemer will come out of Zion Paul knew what he was doing Right. He says that for a reason. Here's the deal. Yeah. Explain. <laughs> Paul is letting the Isaiah is letting you know what's coming. Paul is letting you know you missed it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Paul is like oh. your redeemer has come. Oh, and see, this my. is the thing. To, this is the thing to understand, y'all. This is the thing to understand. A redeemer is coming. According to Isaiah 59, 20, the Redeemer will come to Zion. All right. So that means that you guys are supposed to be expecting somebody, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Right. So now 
when we talk about the Redeemer, you got to take in when Paul is, is citing this scripture. Remember, y'all, um, Paul is talking about he came, you know, and y'all missed it. And you know why you missed it? The reason why you missed it is because, well, dang it, maybe y'all just maybe y'all just didn't examine the words enough. I don't know. And, and, and not enough. No, let me, let me back that up. Did you really rely on the counsel of God? Yeah. To know what it was, because here's the thing. The word for redeemer, y'all, means is uh, is Gaal in the Hebrew. Right. So hold on. The word is uh, is Gaal and the word means avenger as well as being redeemer. You got to take it in the full sense of the word, because this redeemer, y'all, is is um is your kinsman. Mm. Right. Wow. That's in the full meaning of the word. It's yeah. your kinsman, your avenger, your purchaser. Oh. Right. Beautiful. That's what that's what in, in the full meaning of the word you're talking about. This person the, the, who's coming for you is your relative. Yeah. Jesus came as your relative. He's your kinsman. Right. He came to buy you. And he told you how he was going to buy you. He's been telling you. Remember that bread offering that you would give back in the tabernacle? Remember that drink offering? Remember that lamb offering? Remember that bull offering? Yeshua came in and told you, yeah, this is how I'm going to buy you. This is my covenant. This is my body that I'm buying you with. With this blood, I'm buying you. I'm making a new covenant. This is my ransom for you. All of this squares up with what he was telling you in the first place. This is how I'm going to redeem you. Right. Everything that Yeshua did had to square up. Y'all, that's what, like I said, you can't be just a Christian that just that just loves Jesus because you think he was a really nice guy. And he's worth he's worth that faith. Y'all don't get me wrong. But if you really love you, love him, you got to start studying, because if you don't, y'all, you make up your own ideas about who he Absolutely. is. And Jesus don't play that. Yes. Right. It's he'll, dangerous. he'll tell you flat out. I don't know you. Yeah. Right. So in here, y'all. The Redeemer, a Redeemer is going to have to be sent. And it's telling you in the fashion that he's going to be sent to you. Yeah. So Israel, what, what happened? Right? You didn't recognize him after all that study? After being so so fluent in the law? Mm. You didn't see him when he showed up? How many prophets, you know, the, the, that, that the Lord had sent that, that were killed? You know, yeah. come on, man. It's, it's, it's like a pattern. So... Yep. Um, but you know, it could have been, it could have been any of us. We all knuckleheads y'all. I'm not trying to call out this. It could have been any of us, you know, but, but God picked somebody. He picked, he picked a nation and he, he had, and he had his reasons and he tells us his reason for doing it. Yeah. Right. And, and the thing is, it just shows that, man, it's like you were set apart. You had this, this, this exclusivity, this, this, this dynamic that you had, you know, and it could have been any of us, you know, if uh, if if, uh, if the Lord so cho uh, so chose, right? But you know, it's like there's there's at some point, it's God's like, man, you're, you're out of excuses, man. It's we, we can't keep going around with this. Yeah. All right. Now, and this Redeemer is going, and according to Paul, he says this Redeemer is going to come out of Zion, whereas Isaiah, he's going to be coming. Excuse me, is going to be coming. Uh, is going to come to Zion. And Zion, the word Zion itself, it means uh, triumphant. Hmm. 
it means triumphant in the military sense, right? In a military campaign, you have triumphed. That's what Zion means. It is this. It is uh, and it's basically um, this going to be this capital. It's like the uh, the, the, the God's is the victory on this mountain that's in Jerusalem, mm. right? So when it's when Paul is talking about um, this deliverer, this redeemer that's going to come out of Zion, y'all, it's 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 Yeshua all day. It's been him, right? Okay, so now, uh, oh oh, and let let me not forget this. And this is my covenant with them. We talked about it, right? We talked about this covenant, that bread, that wine, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it says, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins, hmm. right? This was reported to you back back then, yeah. right? Paul is citing what has been prophesied. Now, Yeshua is telling it's telling you that this Redeemer is going to show up and he's going to take away your sins, Okay, listen, y'all. Okay, Isaiah has flat out told you that your Redeemer is showing up and he's going to be your kinsman. This kinsman is going to have authority to take away sins. Right. And what happens when Yeshua showed up? Their kinsmen. What did they say? Who is this that claims to take away sins? The same way that they ask, what is this? which means manna. And who is Yeshua? The bread from heaven. What is manna? The bread from heaven. Pretty Come sure. on, man. You don't see him? Yeah. Right? Your kinsman came up to redeem you. He came to buy you. He came to take away your sins. Wow. Yes. It's him, man. It's always been him. Right? Mm. The word, it's not about how to be a good person. It's about Yeshua. Yeah. It's always been about him. And that's what you need to have to be a good person, if you want to call it that. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. That's what it takes. He is the law. He's the law that you got to know. Right. OK, so let's see. Mm. Um, Read on. OK, concerning the good news, they are hostile for your sake. But concerning uh, cousinness, they are loved on account of the father. And uh, cousinness means... Uh, Chose, chose. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you. That's a strange word, though. Right, right. I'll yeah. go with it. I'm like, look at it, because, you know, it's like separated in my body. I was like, Dave, hey, by, uh, yo, so should we trust you, man? You can't read. Well, it's also <laughs> split in our Bible into two lines. Okay. Those are um, Let's see. They're trying to be cute. I lost my place again. Let's see. They are loved on account of the fathers for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. OK, we're going to talk about it in just a second. Uh, for just as you were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience. In like manner, these also have now been disobedient with the result that because of the, the mercy shown to you. They also may receive mercy for God has shut up all in disobedience so that he might show mercy to all. OK, so when it just really quick, when it talks about uh, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. All right. Yeah. So now this this lends over to the um, the idea of once saved, 
always said. We already just read, y'all. Paul just let us know, man, you can be in the tree and then get kicked out. All right. True. Y'all be like, get out of my tree house. <laughs> right. You get the boot. Right. So it's letting you know that that's going to happen. But the thing is, y'all, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And it means exactly that. What God has given, God doesn't take back, but you can receive it and throw it away. You see what I'm okay, saying? God okay. doesn't go back on who he is. We do. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, right? That makes sense. That's what it comes down to, y'all. So it's like you, we think that you got you to gotta square the whole thing up. And don't get me wrong, y'all. It's, it's not like I want it to be that way. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't it just be fa- fantastic if, hey, we're saved by God and we ain't got to worry about anything else. We can yeah. just go ahead and do what we're going to do. And, <laughs> and God will forgive us, you know, 77 times, times 77 and all that sort of stuff. And he'll just keep on because that's what he told us. That, no, no. It, God don't work that way. And if you really love God, why would you even put him to that test? Mm, that's true. Because God is so forgiving, all the more reason why you should try to lean on him to act right, Amen. to learn about him, to act right. You know, that's what I, I would think that that's what a person who loves God would do. Yeah. You know, we're, we're knuckleheads, man. We're not perfect. We're going to mess up. But God knows. God's not stupid. God knows the difference between somebody saying, okay, well, I love God and, you know, but, you know, what's one little sin going to hurt? What's what's going to hurt if I do this? You know, God will forgive me, you know, I'll, and I'll just say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And and I repent for my sins and all that sort of stuff. God's like, okay, you're doing it wrong. Okay, <laughs> it, it doesn't work that way. You're trying to use the secret redemption password. No. Okay, it, you know, trying to use a crack, trying to use a crack key on me. All right, no, God's not dumb. He knows the heart. He knows when you're trying to manipulate him. Amen. That's that's good. Right? Yeah. yeah. And when you're being genuine, when you when you are actually struggling with your sin, God knows the difference. Yeah. All right? He knows our heart. Nobody nobody can search the heart like God. Mm. You can't hide nothing from him. <laughs> nothing. Right? So and this right here when it's telling telling you that it's irrevocable, it means just that God he not he's not going to, you know, uh his promise to us is his yeah. promise to us. Right? Now, you don't want to be in the promise. Of course, God has his judgments that's going to come down on that. Right. And he, as, as, as the saying goes, you know, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Mm-hmm. OK, but the thing is, as when we're talking about this nation, this nation of, uh, uh, of Israel, what God is giving, God is given. Yeah. Right. Individually, you know, they can fall away right. and they do. Remember what I say, y'all, even if it comes down to one person, then it's a one person nation and God's mm-hmm. promise to that nation stands. Right. So that, you know, that's that's the way that it is. Um, let's see. Uh, thirty three. Yeah. Thirty three. All right. Oh, the depth of uh, the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how incomprehensible his ways for who has known the mind of Adonai or who has been his counselor or who has first given to him that it shall be repaid to him ha huh. for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever amen mm-hmm. all right so now you got i i can dig it y'all um when it's talk about how unsearchable are his judgments and how incomprehensible his ways now you'll have people out there you know you we assume that because of things like this you know, people be like, nobody can know God. Nobody. That's not true. God didn't mm-hmm. give us his word to be Amen. ignorant of who he is. He wouldn't be a just God 
right. if we couldn't know him? Right. How, how, how can you judge us for not knowing you when we we can't know you? But now, you know, that's not what this means. What this is telling you when it says how incomprehensible. Yeah, because his ways are not our ways. Right. What it's telling you that you cannot know God, you cannot learn God, you cannot make these assumptions about God on your own accord. Mm. You ain't going to get God on your own, right? but you can know him according to him. That's what God is telling you. This book is so you can know him. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when people think that, um, you know, uh, that, that they can know God or, or, or love Jesus and all that sort of stuff. It's like, man, Jesus, like, yeah, you're loving somebody named Jesus. You're, mm -hmm. You have like some imaginary friend named Jesus, but you don't know me. What, how, how often do you study about me? You know, what is it that you what is it that you think you found out about me? You got people who are, uh, you know, you have Christians, people claiming to be Christians. They only read the Old Testament, mm -hmm. you know, and they only read like a, I don't know what they read in the, in the, in the New Testament. They think that Jesus is just this like all accepting him. And say, you didn't read the whole thing. Yeah. Because in the, in the total of the New Testament, Jesus makes God look like God was in a really good mood. Right. As I as I've mentioned several times, you know, it's like, dude, you, you don't want to get that wrong about Jesus, because right. if, if you're going to you're going to end up facing facing that bad mood. Jesus, if you don't study who he is yeah. and you make up some ideas about who he is. Don't be that person. Is he loving? Is he the kindest he is? Yes, he's the best. He's the best. But you don't want to face the worst of him. Mm. If you don't realize who he has been and these things that he says about himself has to square up with what was said before. Amen. Right? Because if not, you're given over to idolatry, y'all. Yeah. Jesus don't dig that. God don't dig idolatry. So, you know, and man, he's... Uh, He's worth it. Yeah. He right? gave us his word so that we could have intimacy with him. Yes. Right. Because that's because at the end of the day, you know, that's what the law takes, man. The law takes love to abide by. Amen. Yeah. Not being afraid of, you know, the punishment, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, which is bad enough in itself. The Lord talks about hell. You don't yeah. want none of that. But that can't be like your main incentive. I, I'm going to worship Jesus because I don't want to go to hell. And he's like, oh, come on, man. You can do better than that. Right. You know, God rocks. You know, yeah. I, don't, I want to party with him eternally. That's my main incentive. You know, we want to be safe. We want to be sipping that new wine with him. <laughs> right. I know it sounds like wino, but, you know, it's, it's seriously, though. it's like that's that's what it's about, man. We want to we want to fellowship with him. We want to, you know, Amen. you know, man. Wow. The, the things he's going to blow our minds with. You know, I want that. He already blows our minds mm -hmm. every day with his word. Yeah. I mean, we just, we dream about what it, what mm -hmm. it will be like mm -hmm. to be face to face with them for man. eternity. You know? Yeah. It's like, man, it's just the idea of, of uh, being apart. Man, <sighs> no, no thought sucks like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's, that thought is no good. Right. It's like, man, I don't, I don't man, I don't want to be kicked out of the party. <laughs> I want to party with the Lord, man. You know, we want to be there. So, you know, it's in a, so we learn about him, you know, and man, man, he doesn't disappoint. Mm, never. You know, he just brings the good. And it's like, wow, man, that's just the detail, the detail, man. It almost makes you feel like, you know, some, you know, you, you can feel like your own, you're, you're conducting your own forensic show. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, he's so like, wow, you're in this, you're doing the study and you're just, you're just breaking down 
You know, he's just breaking it down to you. You read it, man. He's just, you know, yeah, this was this was all me. You know, good job, Scooby. You know, you have a Scooby snack. You're doing really good, you know? So, um, and we thank you guys for uh for being in that fellowship with us. Yes. I hope that you guys uh enjoy it as uh, much as we do. And we and we appreciate, you know, your input. Uh, you know, whether you have, uh, um, you know, a question or if you're going to say, hey, man, you know, maybe uh, did you check it out from this angle? This translation means this and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, we enjoy it uh, when you guys, you know, bring bring, a, um, you know, your study also to this. Cause we're classmates. y'all. I, I, you know, we don't assume to be the teachers here. Right. We're classmates. I just host the study and I'm just reading. I'm sharing with y'all what we, you know, what, what the Lord reveals to us. Yeah. You know, we love and, to study and we just want to study this, you know, share it with everybody. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, just we, we, we the Lord says to make disciples a nation we, we're trying to get our discipleship on we're trying to fellowship with you in discipleship and stuff like that and uh you know so that's what we, that's what the zopian man is y'all uh um you know it's a fellowship we classmates you know yeah. and uh i just happen to have a microphone and i'm just sharing my studies with you and um <laughs> and, but and if you guys enjoy the studies and you enjoy the fellowship uh you know we hope you support at bronze you know you find these uh works you know donating to uh the message is free delivering it's not you know we want to be able to keep you know doing what we can to uh promote that you know salt and light you know in the culture um you got the mugs you know so you guys can i saw some some people who say hey man i got my mug I'm looking for you know Woo! hey let's send that toast to the most high cheers you know what i'm saying <laughs> so you know and and you know you know the lord loves these man oh uh, <laughs> like, that's a god be like that's a nice looking mug <laughs> I feel, right. I feel, I feel special. I did. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the, the designs. You know, uh, um, got a buddy who does these for us. He does my website too, and he does awesome work. And, uh, and uh, I'm trusting that the Lord is going to bless him to do more works for, uh, for folks. And uh, so we got those, got the shirts, y'all. You know, hey, quit letting Democrats control the language. All right. Amen. Democrats are not radicals. There's no left-wing left -wing radicals. The real radicals are rooted in this book. Yep. The true rule book for radicals, Amen. right? Don't give that to Saul Alinsky, man. Don't give that to him. The devil wasn't a radical. The devil was a rebel. He's still a rebel. Truth. The Bible calls this rebellion. The Constitution calls this rebellion. Yes. Why are you, they, they, the Constitution doesn't call it radicalism. The Bible no. doesn't call it radicalism. Why are you calling it radicalism? The true radicals, like Frederick Douglass, right? Frederick Douglass was a radical. Right. The Republican Party was started as being called radicals. Why? Because they stuck to what the word of God says. And the word of God says that, hey, everybody's supposed to be free. That's the law. Yeah. God is the ultimate abolitionist. Amen. Right. The ultimate Frederick Douglass abolitionist. Right. So these are your radicals, y'all. How about we keep to the spirit of that instead of giving it to Democrats? Actually, and, and matter of fact, somebody even asked me about this shirt today. Really? Yeah. And and and, and you know, I I was he stopped and said, "Man, I love that shirt." I said, "What?" Now, Grant, for you know, I'm I'm just gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, right? But and I, and I just but I asked him. I said, "Um, if, if you don't mind me asking, man, why do you like the shirt?" He says, "Man, Frederick Douglass was awesome," and that was all I needed, right? That was all I needed because. Sad part of it is, y'all, I've had Frederick Douglass shirts, and a lot of times people think it's Karl Marx. Yeah, I know. I've right? been there when people have mistaken yeah. him for Karl Marx. And especially Frederick Douglass, and it's saying radical, <laughs> you know? But he knew. He Praise knew. Praise the Lord. So, y'all, <laughs> cool. things like this should be recognized in the culture, y'all. Yeah. 
Yes. You know, that was a blessing. I was like, thank you, God. Right. That, that, yeah, you get it, man. You get it. And uh, so y'all get this Che Guevara. Come on, man. (laughs) There should be more people wearing these Frederick Douglass shirts. You can get them at my website, bronzeserpermedia.com. You can get these at my website. There should be more of these sported out there than these than Che Guevara. Come on, y'all. Really? And and we wonder why Democrats get so far what they do and and the culture Mm -hmm. that they do. Right. Got to counter that stuff. Go get the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And the book, A Solid Right Cross, is available on audio. You can get it um, on um, an Audible, and you can get it at Apple Books. So get that culture war coaching, y'all. Yes. You know? Especially we're in an election year. Election year, y'all. Come on, man. We got to represent the culture, right? Uh, And get the music. 20-pound sledge. Got that latest album, Electric Exodus. Get you rapture ready. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. So... You know, um, we're just trying to, to do our part, our part, y'all. It's ain't about, you know, uh, uh, commercialism and, and all that sort of stuff. And we're, con- we're supposed to be conservative, so we all should, should be really happy about the free market and being able to represent it anyway. Right. But the point is to be that salt and light and get works out there to compete with the prince and the power of the air. Amen. Right? Instead of just giving him free means to, to, to mind molest people. Yeah. Right? Let's get let's yeah. do our part to get out some interesting stuff out there too to get the gospel into the ear into the eyes and ears of these people, yes. get it into their bones, right? All right, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out in the Zoloft. CJ and I. Uh if we may, you know, send blessings to you in the name of Yeshua, his shalom, his resolve. And uh, you know, let's uh let's you know keep in prayer, uh keep our nation in prayer, keep our enemies. You know, even them, you know, we're not praying that, you know, that, oh, they're going to be, you know, rewarded and we're not praying. It's not even for God's mercy because we all deserve the wrath of God. We're just saying, hey, we we hope that you receive them. You know, anybody, you know, anybody ourselves. May we may we pray to the Lord every day that hey may bless us to to keep our grip strong on your road. May we never let you go. Never. Right. May we be as stubborn as Jacob. Yes. You gotta break our legs, man. Yes. You gotta bust us to make us let go. We and and may you give us the strength to even not let go then, right? So that's what that's uh, we want to be to you, Lord. We want to be a blessing to you, and we want to be useful to you. And uh, you know, we're just we want to do that as as thanks to you, and thank you for this republic that you blessed us to be in. And we hope that we can show our thanks to uh, to help do what we can to preserve it. Right on. All right, y'all. Yes, we're staying.